We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card, you call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is episode number 1052 on my top 10 biggest lessons and highlights of 2020. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. The Buddha once said, just as a snake sheds its skin, we must shed our past over and over again. And Tim Fargo said, your friends will believe in your potential. Your enemies will make you live up to it. Whew, what a year. 2020 has been a little different for so many people in the world. And this episode, I want to share and reflect with my business partner and friend, Matt Cesarazzo, as we sit down and talk about the biggest moments and the biggest lessons for us as a business and in our lives of 2020. And I I think you guys will really enjoy getting a behind-the-scenes look at the School of Greatness and hear some of the greatest lessons that we've learned and some of the things that we've been able to overcome and thrive and develop during this time of so much confusion and stress and loss for so many people. Quick reminder to subscribe to the School of Greatness as we start a new year and we have some incredible things coming. You want to make sure you check it all out and be notified of the big things we're announcing here soon. So make sure to click the subscribe button. Leave us a rating review if you enjoyed this. And in just a moment, I'm going to give you a recap of 2020. Welcome, everyone, to the School of Greatness. This is Top Lessons and highlights of 2020. I'm with Matt Cesarato, the guy who runs School of Greatness. And uh, we were just spending the last uh, day reflecting on the biggest things that happened this year and the biggest lessons. We were doing this with our team call as well, talking about everyone sharing their biggest lessons of the year. So I wanted to start with the, the highlights because this year has been a little crazy for a lot of people. But we reflected back to January 5th of this year and we went on a trip to Poland. This is one of the top highlights of the year. We went to Poland. I took 13 of us, a collection of great guys, went to Poland, trained with Wim Hof, and it was a crazy five days, unbelievable experience. It felt like it was three, four years ago. I feels like, yeah, feels three, like four, five years ago. Feels like it was if so you told me it was ago. five years ago, I'd be like, absolutely, it was five years ago. But it was the most incredible experience. I mean, it was probably the most challenging experience I've ever had in my entire life physically. And we it, did some crazy stuff. Yeah. And the group of guys there, though, I think the way that this group of guys kind of just shared open heart, open mind. It was amazing. It was, it brought me back actually to like playing college football together and having that, that locker room feel where, you know, it's like you get to just talk, you know, as guys and connect and, be vulnerable, yeah. you know, also be tough because we were in situations where we're jumping off cliffs into icy water. So everybody's like, you see like both sides, the vulnerable side and also the macho Let's side go. come out. Yeah. Let's go. I think it was crazy because we jumped off of a, 
probably what a 20, 30 foot cliff into a frozen river. Yeah. We did ice tubs uh, for 10 minutes at a time. We did saunas together. We did a, uh, we climbed a mountain for four and a half hours with no clothes, just shorts and yeah, gloves. This massive mountain, the biggest in in Czech Republic. Yeah, it's like right on the border of Poland and Czech Republic. We did we did a lot of breathing and meditation. There was just a lot of cool stuff that happened for five days, and I think it prepared us for what was to come in 2020. It prepared us. Uh, for, I mean, I don't know if anything can prepare us for what just happened, but absolutely, it, but it, it was, definitely it was, got us there. It was great grounding where we get, came together. I don't know if we could ever recreate a moment like that where we were up till 2, 3 a.m. talking yeah. in bunk beds, sleeping together in bunk beds, just like yeah. opening up. It was amazing. Playing there was music, no, guitar. Singing, music. Wim Hof's on the, on the, what do you call it? The, oh, the, the hand drum. Anon was on yeah. his hand drum. Dude, amazing. it was crazy. And I think, um, and there was no Wi-Fi or cell service, so we were really connecting, which was yeah. pretty cool. We had to like climb the mountain in the backyard yeah. just to get a few bars. Right. So that was the first thing that was a big highlight for us. Really the last trip that a lot of people went on in that group for the year. I think people had plans for the whole year, but that was the last one before the pandemic. For sure. Uh, before that, we actually moved into this studio. At the end of last year, we decided I'd run the podcast from my home for previous six and a half, seven years. And I said, let's, let's build this into a studio. Let's get people in the office. Let's build out a team. So we moved into here. And we did the first episode, I think, February in mm -hmm. this studio because we were building out the room. But we moved in here with the idea of, of building a team in a studio. And that was a great step and a big highlight. Um, another one, which has also just been like allowing us to have some sanity for the last nine months because we've been able to come here and be COVID safe uh, and have some type of routine where most people have been staying and working from home, which has been huge for us. You've got a daughter at home. Maybe yeah, three-year-old daughter at home. Honestly, this has been a saving grace for me and I think for us, for the business, because it's allowed us a place where we can dive in and fully be focused to mm -hmm. take massive action without this space, this place. I mean, because we, our entire team, they're back work from home. You know, it's yeah. really just been you and I here quarantining, being safe, and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, you know, I think it was the right move. And it's still to this day, you know, because I asked you, I think, what, a month or two ago? I was like, <laughs> should we continue on like this? Like, what's, what's the plan for the future? And it's like, I think this place is rooted in us needing to have a Huge. studio office, greatness HQ, you yeah. know? I just don't think we would have been able to do the interviews without a quality space that was quiet, nice background, lighting, everything in my my place. It's just not the same if it's on your computer at home versus a nice studio. We've also had about half our guests in here still, mm -hmm. all while being tested and everything. We also, you know, running live webinars. We did more webinars this year, having a place to do that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's been a game changer for us. I've got a question for you. I mean, what's it been like for you to detach? Because you've worked from home I know. and had the studio and this entire podcast since 2013 out of your home. And this is the first year. What was like the number one takeaway or win for you in getting out? I mean, did you like it? Did you miss working from home no, and having that easy? I loved it because, well, I'm also like two blocks away, so it's a quick walk yeah. to get here. But I love it because my my girlfriend moved in with me this year and I wanted her to have the freedom and the space and not have people coming in. We got a dog, mm -hmm. all that stuff. So for me, it felt like a place where I could go, get work done, then go home and relax. Whereas at the other place, you know, it was like I was always on. Yeah. I'm still always working, but it's like at least it's somewhere I can transition for five minutes and go somewhere else. Yeah. So I thought it was it was a great experience, and I'm excited to build from here. 
the third thing that happened that was big was we were working on a documentary for the last couple of years. We launched it at the Grove, which is one of the most iconic movie theaters here in Los Angeles. We sold out at the Grove and had this amazing premiere. It was unbelievable. It was amazing. February. It was, it was incredible. Right before the pandemic. <laughs> it was like kickstarting our year. It was after, everything, After man. Poland, we were just like back to back. We had a lot of things, a lot of exciting things happening this year. Boom. That was like the thing that just happened right before, right before, right before COVID and the pandemic hit. And I have to say, for that moment in time, I mean, I know you and I love going to the movie theater. It was like the last time we were at a movie theater, like because all the movie theaters shut, shut down. down after that. Like, goodbye. Down. I know. I was just at the Grove uh, last night, seeing Santa Claus on the trolley and everybody's social distancing and everything. And I looked at the movie theater. It was just so sad to see. So That's sad, exactly man. where we had the the, so sad. the doc launch. We were but, like one of the last movies to be there. Yeah, we had some incredible people show up. Unbelievable guests. The vulnerability in the room, because you did a Q&A afterwards. Yeah. And some of the questions, what opened up in that documentary, it still needs to hit the, the, the main world. Like we haven't really had a chance to really get it out there in its entirety, but yeah, it'll, happen. We, it'll we happen. Were, we were trying to figure out how to get it onto Netflix after that or Amazon or somewhere, but then pandemic hit and people were just scrambling. And so it was hard to move the conversation forward. We thought about launching it on our own YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. We've still been hesitant because there's some conversations in the works with other platforms. So we, we, if you want us to launch it on our YouTube channel sometime, let us know. But we're hoping to get it onto a bigger, uh, bigger opportunities from that. But that was a fun process. Yeah, a little it's, teaser. We got some. We got some exciting things still to come. Exciting things coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, next highlight. We hit our thousandth episode after seven years of launching in 2013. We hit a thousand episodes, and that was that was a big number. Massive. Thousand, consistently showing up. We're yeah. about to hit our eight year anniversary here in a month. Yeah. You can't really think of a lot of milestones, but that was a big one. It it's was big. a moment to like sit and reflect and see all the incredible people that have sat across the table from you. <laughs> it's crazy. And I mean, a lot of the guests, I mean, I love every single one of the people that, that are on our show. And I think, you know, and I take it back, we'd had coffee conversations, you had Cadillac confessions. Yeah. You had all kinds of fun stuff that you did even solo over the years. And uh, there's a lot of different formats you played around with. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely become the interview show that I think you intended it to always be. Right. It's also got a little variety, a little spice, yeah. a little, little coffee conversations. And this year we're looking to do some other formats as well. So teaser into, teaser. into yeah. the next year. But we crossed over 305 million downloads and viewers on both YouTube and audio of the long form content. That's not including all the social media views, uh, little snippets and short things like that, but over 305 million views and downloads. That's humbling. I mean, I'm sorry, coming from Ohio, playing college football together, would you have ever thought Never. that we would hit a thousand episodes or I mean, even, even the bigger number, the 305 million as of the numbers we pulled today before this episode, yeah, 305 crazy, million unique listeners or viewers of our, the show. It's pretty crazy. I think it's incredible. It's crazy to think about. We were just, we used to be roommates in college. We were splitting a $250 apartment together, paying $125 each. Thanks to your brother Chris. I mean, <laughs> he found this place. $125 a month back then. Each. It was like, 
In my mind, it was big. It was still like something to write that check every man. month. You yeah, know? we were, 21, we're in college. 21, 22 years old. Student loans and Not everything. Making, never they were making any money. We were playing college football. That was our job. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was fun coming from there. But we used to like dream big all the time about stuff. So it's cool to see it 15 years later. It's been 15 years wow. since Ohio. Living mm-hmm. together. It's crazy. Uh, some notable guests we had this year. We had... Uh, Kevin Hart, Matthew McConaughey, Rhonda Byrne, the creator of The Secret. There were 35 million copies sold for that book. And Kevin Hart, I've been emailing uh, his publicist for about five years. Pretty much every couple months, I would message her and say, hey, is now the time? And she would always say no. But he had a book that came out this year that was a self-help book, and it was the right timing. So that was powerful. Perfect timing. Same thing with Matthew McConaughey. He had a book that came out. Which goes to show that like, the more you create great content and build your platform, even when someone says no to you if you're trying to interview them, keep following up, keep building what you can create, and you'll start to attract those people in the future. You know, These are people I would want on eight years ago, right, when I started. But yeah. I wasn't big enough, the platform wasn't big enough, they didn't have something that made sense to talk about yet for this type of show. So keep showing up. It never stopped. It never derailed you, though. Even if no. you, you got the nose, no. ah, it's not the right time. It's not this. The consistency of you showing up for your show, mm-hmm. for yourself, for the audience. Right. For the mission. For the mission. That's what it's about. It got you there. It got you there. And so the <clears throat> persistence, the consistency. Yeah, those were those were cool. I mean, we had a lot of amazing guests this year. Huge names. Great. We had a, you know, great people in money and relationships and health and wellness. Some incredible uh, repeat guests too. I mean, amazing repeat guests. It's great to get them a second time around. Diving you know? deeper. Yeah. We also had Rhonda Byrne recently. This one already did over a half a million views in less than a couple of weeks, and it was cool because she hasn't done an interview in I think twelve years since she was on Oprah. Oprah, right? When she launched The yeah. Secret, so it was cool to be the first interview in over a decade that she had, yeah. uh, and get interviews like that where people aren't really doing interviews. So some cool guests we had on. We'll have some stuff linked up in the show notes. We also, um, another big highlight, the sixth big highlight is the social justice movement and us embracing and actively reaching out to people to come on the show to talk about how we can be of service in greater ways, how we can understand as a community, as a platform, Having starting it with Michael Beckwith, I think the week of. um, I love Michael Beckwith. He's great. I love listening to him talk. Coming you know? from a spiritual standpoint yeah. of social justice, how do we lead with spiritual uh, grounding? Then we having Laverne Cox come on and talk from her standpoint, and also Emmanuel Acho. Laverne um, Cox, that was like a team favorite. That amazing. was an incredible episode. She was incredible. Yeah, that was an incredible episode. Emmanuel Acho talking about uncom- uncomfortable conversations with a black man. So we had a lot of great people, and I feel like we uh, were constantly evolving as a team to figure out how we can be of service in that in that movement as well. Uh, the pandemic hit and we had an opportunity. There was probably a week's time where you and I were like, what do we do? You know, we were like, <laughs> what do we do? We gotta look at our finances and see if yeah. we can pay people. We, uh, you know, are people to keep buying our products? Are they gonna watch yeah. our content? How do we optimize this? How do we not retreat and maintain, but how do we thrive and grow? Right. And we've made decisions quickly to really pivot. We have a lot of great content that's premium that we pay, uh, we charge for. 
But we said, you know what, we're gonna create a free webinar, free trainings, and teach people how to earn some cash right now with side hustles, with I mean, the skills they have. This was incredible because I remember, you know, when I was in corporate and you were just side hustling back in the yes. day, it was inspiring to see. I mean, you were throwing local events, obviously. You can't do that anymore. You can't just call a restaurant and say you wanna throw a networking event or anything like that. But the way that you then pivoted and got into webinars, yep. selling online services and course, courses, I mean, and then using the old uh, dares, you know, on how we continue to pivot and grow our business. Dares. You know, you wanna share with everybody dares? Dares, yeah, Rory, uh, Rory Vaden, who's a, a good friend of ours and a consultant of the, uh, the brand, he's also been on the show a few times. He said that every business should be thinking about creating dares. These are products and services that are digital, automated, reoccurring, evergreen, and scalable. And this is something we started to do. We did a private one day with him a couple of times, but we did this a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. We said, how can we shift our business model into more dares? Digital, automated, reoccurring, evergreen, and scalable. And there are some things we were doing really well and other things we weren't. And we started to shift everything this year mm -hmm. to be a dare. Yeah. And it was just like, man, the timing was good because we had been doing this for 10 years as a business and a brand, teaching people how to work from home. So when the world needed to learn how to work from home, we became a resource. I think we had yeah. 25,000 people register for this webinar. Right, right. And it was just a great next couple of months of people joined our Inner Circle program and we'd be, we really helped them and educated them on what they could do, a game plan step by step, 30 days at a time, right. what you can do to earn a little cash. What was it, like 30 million people were unemployed, businesses mm -hmm. were going under. Yeah. So we were really providing great resources and training for people going through that time. And we decided, you know what, people need more accountability and coaching. And then we launched, uh, we developed and created a science-based program on getting results around your goals called Greatness Coaching. Yeah. We just launched it. We've got members joining right now. People, hundreds of people have applied. Go to lewishouse.com slash coaching to apply. And um, we pivoted. The whole point is we pivoted. We figured out what can we do to serve people, whether this lasts for a month or years. Mm -hmm. And we made some great decisions, pivoted, and we, you know, not everything was perfect, but it worked. We launched stuff when it wasn't ready, but it worked. You know, the interesting thing you're saying right here, it, it, things take me back to the guy <laughs> that I knew you always to be. Like you were a fighter back in the day. Yeah. You weren't just gonna, you know, lay down. And I remember on the football field, we got into a couple <laughs> scuffles a couple times. We actually had uh, one of our former coaches reach out yes. during COVID for you to go and inspire his team. Yeah. You know, uh, the Bulldogs, the Drake Bulldogs. Drake Bulldogs. Yeah. And it was cool because he brought up that moment where, you know, we got a fight with the coach. We literally we'll got into a fight with him. Yeah. I mean, we were very respectful and apologized afterwards. We realized our emotions, heat of battle, got to us. Mm -hmm. But it also took me back to you can either be in fight or flight mode. It's like don't stop fighting. Yeah. Stay in the fight. Stay yeah. in the game. Don't t don't remove yourself from the game. Yeah. Someone I saw this somewhere recently. Someone said um, maintain. If you maintain, you're dying. You can't be maintaining or trying to like minimize. You need to be thinking how can I grow during this time. Yeah. If you maintain scarcity or abundance mindset. Exactly. So you've got to be thinking how can I optimize and grow during this time. Yeah. Uh, Another big highlight, a few more highlights, uh, YouTube. We decided to go all in on YouTube. We were neglecting this for the last five or six years. We started creating video content for the show before any other audio program was really recording them on video. Most people were just launching podcasts audio only. We decided five years ago to hire someone 
uh, to film. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany was with us for about five years, five plus years. She was filming all the content. And shout we, out to Tiff, we miss you. Tiff Tyler, we uh, we filmed it all, but we weren't optimizing it. We were just throwing it up on YouTube, and we would get I don't know a million views a month, million and a half views a month, just by having great content out there. Mm-hmm. This year, we said, you know what? Let's let's optimize this. Let's really go all in on YouTube. Shout out to Evan Carmichael because I was actually in Puerto Rico doing a mastermind with Brendan Bouchard, and we flew over there. Did a few days in Puerto Rico. I think it was Feb- end of January, February. Mm-hmm. It was in middle of January, I think. Mm-hmm. Right after Poland, I went there. Yep. And Evan Carmichael, who's this YouTube expert, he is telling me like, Lewis, you got to go more all in on YouTube. He, he's been telling me this for probably three years. Right. He's been like constantly telling me this. I mean, I failed you in that too because I remember we I had this know. conversation like two, three years ago. Easily. Where we can just tweak and focus on a little bit of growth hacking on YouTube, and we yeah. just. You know, we weren't at that stage. We, we weren't at that the stage. And but this some, year pushed us into places we needed to be. Well, I think seeing him and also my girlfriend, Jeanette, she was telling me, she's like, why aren't you monetizing YouTube? Because we didn't have ads turned on for five years. Right. So we never made any money with YouTube. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is all already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. She's like, why aren't you monetizing this? Like, look at what I did on my YouTube channel. So I watched her on her YouTube channel. I was like, huh. And then Evan was showing me his stats and I was like, man, we should just try this more. Let's just like see what it feels like for a few months. And we, we went all in, in on YouTube and we've overall 
this year alone doubled the views from the last lifetime of being on the channel. What do we triple the views from last year? Is that right? Yeah, and we, and we 2019, tripled, we tripled the subs, subscriptions, and views, and views from last year. From 2019 to 2020. Which is, and we're not even out of 2020 yet. We're not even done weeks. yet. So it was a huge, and it was really not until the last four months when we started to see the results pay off. Mm -hmm. So obviously we have, I don't know, 800 or 900 videos on YouTube of just great content. Now we're optimizing it. It's right. kind of like you go back if you have a thousand articles on your website, but you never wrote them in the correct way. It's going back and kind of optimizing them yep. for the algorithm and the search engine to do its job. Growth hacking is real. It's real. And so it's been amazing because so many people will message me now, or even at the, the mall recently we were at, people come up to us and I'll be like, hey, where'd you find out about the School of Greatness? So many people are saying YouTube. I'm right. getting messages all the time, YouTube, they're finding us. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna be doubling down on YouTube next year, which is another big highlight of ours. Uh, the last two, Notable things, or I would say highlights or notable things. Uh, I don't know if this is a highlight, but this is more of a, uh, a notable moment where the great Kobe Bryant passed away, which was kind of a shock, shock to me and shock to so many people in the world who were inspired by him. Mm. Such a sad moment. And for me, it was, again, emotional and sad. I just remember being on a TV watching this and thinking to myself, this has got to be like a, a bad dream. I didn't think it was real. And I was with Jeanette, my girlfriend, and it took me a couple days to process. I think because my experience with him, even though I only spent about an hour with him, it was just really powerful to see how he showed up, how he was, you know, we were at his office about 6.30 a.m. and he was there for an hour to an hour and a half before then preparing for the day by himself alone. And this is a guy who'd already achieved everything, who'd done it all, and he was just preparing for the day after he'd achieved all his success. For me, it was really powerful to, to reflect on his life and see how he grew, how he overcame mistakes, adversity, yeah. and continued to show up as a father, as a business owner, all those things. Yeah. So it was really, it was cool to reflect and it was cool to see the world honor him, to show That's like, beautiful. hey, when you show up at your highest potential, like people are gonna notice it. Oh yeah. And that, that was pretty cool. So that was a, and we did a repeat episode and I think that was our top episode of the year, right? Audio-wise? Top episode. So our yep. number one downloaded episode of the year yep. where I kind of did a uh, my biggest lessons that I learned from Kobe. We shared the interview and it really impacted people who were listening to it the first time or listening to it again. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure to check out the Kobe episode we did. And then the last, uh, last big highlight, notable kind of highlight, is we doubled our team this year. You know, you and I, we've been talking for years about Ah, do we just hire contractors and agencies and keep it lean? Or do we really build a team in-house that is committed to a greater mission and a cause who are all in invested on the same thing in collaboration all day long? And we decided to do that. So mm -hmm. we've been hiring, we've been building the team. Some people left the team, new people have joined, and we're just all in on building this team to serve the mission. And that's what we've been focused on. So it's been a process. You know, we're not the best at hiring and, and we're figuring it out as we go, but it's... Uh, it's been a lot of fun, though. It's been I fun, mean, man. It's learning how to it. do this. Uh, we've had some great people support us in, you know, bridging the gap, mm -hmm. you know, speeding up the process. Um, but I, you know, I definitely firmly believe, and I know you do too, that it's going to be the individuals on this team working behind the scenes 
continuing That's to put it. out incredible content to listen to, mm-hmm. to watch, to read, yeah. um, that's gonna make the most impact. You know, rather I'm, than lean, you know, you lean down too much. It's hard to, it's hard to scale and grow. Mm-hmm. You can have a lifestyle business and you can reach and impact a lot of people, but I feel like you can only go so far with the, the depth of the impact with a few people, yeah. I think. We had to learn that lesson too for ourselves a little to. bit, you know, before we went all in on building the team, mm-hmm. full-time investing in that thing. Investing in the office, back to this space, yeah. and investing in the future. You know, be thinking 10, 20, 30 legacy brand far out versus, mm-hmm. all right, how do we just focus on this year, maybe next, you know. We, all, we did that for many years. And we went to an event last year, Darren, uh, Darren Hardy's event, which was a great experience. High performance forum, yeah. Yeah, two-day in-person experience. And I mean, there's 100 people in the room, business leaders making anywhere between 10 million and, I don't know, 500 million in the room. So it was cool to hear them all talk about the only way you can really scale is to build a team. You can't scale more projects and more things and more content with less people. Right. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some software, some solutions that a smaller team could optimize, but mm-hmm. I think to truly create a national or global business brand, you've got to build your team. We're going to go all in on team. I definitely have already felt that it's supported us with taking the next step. You know, yeah. I've, even the last five years, I felt we, we've been in crawl you know, stage. Now we're starting to walk. Yes, you know? and start jogging a little bit. That's right. And then running, hopefully. Um, hopefully not eight-day challenge running. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, uh, we doubled our team this year. We also partnered with an incredible podcast network, Wondery, which is, I think, the top three or four networks in the world now. Yeah, they've been great partners. Which is amazing. So they have some of the biggest shows. They've got a great team. They've really supported us in growth uh, with all aspects of the audio side of the, uh, the podcast. So having the team has helped us because before it was a lot of me and you just trying to do everything. Too many things. Right. As opposed to me and you and each person on the team focusing on what is their unique skill set. Because I should be doing less of everything else and more of only the things that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you and every Lean person on your the strengths, team. your superpowers. Leaning into it. Yeah. So that's what we're learning. It's obviously, you know, it takes time to, to find the right people. Someone might come on, then they might leave within a few months. There's going to be things like that. There's going to be... Um, an onboarding process of training people. It takes time to, br- to bring people on. It mm-hmm. takes money. It takes an investment in your business. But when you look at things for the long term minded, it's always going to be a better way to go. And, and th- something that we found out is making sure we find people who fit the culture. I was just about to say that. I was culture. hoping you're going to say that. Yes. Culture is key. Even on our team call this morning, multiple members, one specifically called out the fact that this is such a different environment mm-hmm. that we create, that you create, a, a safe space, a family environment, even mm-hmm. though we're growing. I mean, our team is now at the stage where we're in, you know, double digits, whereas when, when I started in yeah. 2015, <laughs> we were, what, five, six of us? Yeah. You know, including you in, in the headcount. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it's really inspiring to hear that, you know, the culture that we're starting to create internally is actually winning out yeah. for our team and it's making an impact in their lives because that, for me, is everything. It's like, let's practice what we preach. Exactly. Let's and do the things that we talk about on the show. And know? it's, you know, the thing that I've been trying to focus on the most is, and I hear this from a lot of other business owners who have bigger teams, they keep saying culture is key. Like, you can train skills, you can teach people things that they need to learn, 
but having the right growth mindset, having the right attitude and the right effort mm -hmm. is what you need to look for in building a team. Because if one person is lazy or one person has a bad attitude or one person is closed-minded, it starts to infect and affect yeah. every other member of the team Definitely that they're associating with. Mm -hmm. So we have cont continually said, listen, if you want to be closed-minded, if you want to have a bad attitude, we support you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be here, you've got to have a positive attitude. You've got to be encouraging and supportive of the team. You've got to bring the effort. Right. And, um, and be growth-minded, be open-minded. Right. You know, you don't have to agree with everything, but you can just be open-minded and exploratory. Yeah. So that's been the, the top highlights of 2020 and things to reflect on of 2020. I want to go into the top 10 lessons. This is fun. I'm excited here. Yeah, lessons. I mean, it's definitely fun to reflect. I mean, we had some incredible stuff happen this year. Huge stuff. I mean, I feel like a lot of people ask me, how are you doing during, the, during this year? And I feel like... Um, I've been preparing for this type of a moment for a decade. So I felt prepared, I felt ready to the best of my ability. And I felt that way because I had you on my team together where we were on the same side. And I like, mm -hmm. we were both prepared. I think if I would have been running this business alone, it'd have been a lot harder because you gotta manage a lot of moving parts and, and stresses. So having the right people on your team who are also prepared is big and, and making sure people are up to the level of your, uh, your vision. But the number one thing, the number one lesson is health is the most important. We saw so many people getting sick this year, so many people unhealthy who uh, you know, attracted COVID and got COVID. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of deaths this year. It's tragic. Um, a lot of people just sick in general, mm -hmm. not only physically sick, but emotionally, mentally, sick uh, and, and not healthy in general in their life. Yeah. You've said this a lot to me. You said, ultimately, if you just start to like, you know, uncloud your mind as to what the most important things are in your life, it really gets rooted in one thing. Health. If you're unhealthy, you're unhappy, mm -hmm. that becomes your focus. You have to get out of that place. Like, that's the number one thing is focusing on your health. Yeah, and, we, and we'll say this all the time. Like someone, you could be the richest person in the world, but if you're sick and have cancer, you would give it all up mm -hmm. to be healthy. Mm -hmm. Like whenever we've gotten injured in the past, it's the worst feeling because you're like, I'll do anything to be able to walk. If you like hurt your ankle or when I broke my wrist, I was like, this is the worst feeling. I can't do anything right. until I'm healthy. It's hard to be productive. It's hard to do what you want and feel good about yourself if you're not well. Mm -hmm. So taking care of your health, and for me, I think about controlling your habits. You can really take control of the habits of getting good sleep. Sleep is the foundation of good health, of drinking lots of water, of mm -hmm. eating healthy foods. Yeah. If you do those three things, you're setting yourself up for a positive lifestyle. If you do the fourth thing, which is movement and physically working out, it's scientifically proven that movement, sweat, creates dopamine, which makes you feel happier. Mm -hmm. Those four key components, the basic foundations and of health. And that's important, you hit it right there. Happiness, Happiness. your mental health. Like this is also about mental health Absolutely. we're talking about. If your mental health is ailing or not there, shift the things in your life that's gonna focus on that thing. You know, because at the end of the day, if you wake up and you're not in a good mental space, if you're not positive, I mean, because I mean, I, I, there's a woman that goes to my church. She's in the most incredible mood. She is going through cancer. Really? And it, the cancer is eating away at her, but her mindset, her mental health is so strong and so beautiful. 
it's it's powerful to see that. I mean, just to hear that, and you know, hear somebody who's literally going through something that is eating at their body, and still the mental space that she has to mm. be positive, to show up, to be caring and loving and giving in that moment is. I mean, you're, the power of the mind. I mean, you, we've, we've had all kinds of people yeah. on the podcast talking about this. Well, it's a choice, too, because being sick or getting a virus or having cancer or getting an injury, it's not fun. And no. But having a negative mindset around it, during it, is not going to make you healthier. Right. It's not. So you can choose to be negative and respond with a negative reaction, or you can choose, it's not saying it's easy, to be positive when you have cancer but it's going to make your experience better. So you have the choice on how you respond. Yeah. It's not easy, it's hard, sure is. but that daily choice is your choice to show up and smile or show up and give to someone else or show up and walk for 30 minutes or eat something healthy, go to sleep at the right time. Like those are choices, those habits mm -hmm. will dictate your life. So that's number one, biggest lesson is health. And I feel like we've done a good job together holding each other accountable just over the years in general, taking on physical challenges, whether it be right. going to Poland, last two years we did 29029 with Jesse Itzler, climbing a mountain for two days. We run a lot, we work out a lot. So finding someone that you can hold yourself accountable is is very helpful as well it's when key. you're not feeling good. It's key. Yeah. So focus and you, on And you health. can push yourself a lot harder than you ever thought. Way harder. Sometimes we do it too much. I mean, I, this, I gotta I go back to the eight days of greatness I know, challenge. I freaking break my ankles almost. I mean, you gotta definitely set yourself some ramp up period while exactly. you're getting back into it if you're just starting back up. But, uh, but I mean, health, health should never be a New Year's resolution. It should always be an everyday resolution. Yeah. What am I gonna do today to take care of my health? And that might be take the day, take give yourself a break for one day. Mm -hmm. That doesn't need, you have to be CrossFit training every single day, but it's what are the decisions that are gonna support my health every single day? Don't make this a New Year's Eve thing. Make this an everyday well, this fitness, have you ever finished a workout and said, oh, I wish I didn't do that? For me, Never. I always tell myself. Unless I got injured, but yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, for sure. But other than that. Do it better. Do it smarter next time, right? You always feel better. You definitely feel better. Uh, second big lesson, 2020. We went to Fiji for a private mastermind last year with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi. And it was about 10 or 20 of us uh, at the event. And we had this amazing time learning and connecting and all this stuff. But one of the things that Tony continually said over and over is winter is coming. Prepare for winter. Mm -hmm. And we were all like, eh, how do we know? Like, is that going to be, what does he mean? We were thought maybe five years away or something. We didn't know winter was coming in a few months. But he was like, winter is coming. Right. Always be prepared for winter. winter. And what that means is to... I think it's important to take inventory of a lot of things in your life. Declutter your life. Make sure your space is decluttered. Make sure your finances are decluttered. Make sure your relationships are decluttered. Your health habits are decluttered. Mm. Like organize your life and be in building and growth mode as opposed to clutter mode. Right. Because sometimes we take on relationships that aren't supportive for our vision or our mission. We have unhealthy eating habits. We, a lot of people don't even know what their finances are. They don't know how much money they have in the bank. They don't know where their money is going. They don't know how many subscriptions they have. Mm -hmm. So declutter these things and take inventory of your life because winter is here and it's probably going to come again at some point. Who knows what 2021 is going to bring? It might be worse. It might be better. 
but preparing for it will make you ready. And I felt, I felt like we'd been building for years to be ready for this moment. We had luckily, um, you know, cash in our business account. So we didn't have to be one of the ones that shut down like so mm-hmm. many businesses. We had enough to pay for the next few months for our team. We had enough to pay expenses. We weren't living month to month because we weren't overspending all the time. And I think there was a lot of people that were reliant, it's not right or wrong, but were reliant on stimulus checks and, and other support from other people because they weren't maybe prepared at this time. And I get it, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been prepared because at that stage of my life, But if you've been working for five years or 10 years and you haven't fully prepared for winter, then I think that's something to look at within yourself. If you're just getting out of college and you've got no savings, then it's a different thing. And um, that's why I think it's important to always be planning for the future when something like this will happen again, Mm because it will. Mm -hmm. Whether that's a housing crisis, the pandemic, a stock market crash, job market, whatever it is, something's gonna happen. Anything that can will happen. And something will happen. So prepare. And I don't know if the darkest moment is here yet. Maybe it it has been the darkest, but what are they saying, Batman? The night is always darkest before the dawn. Is that what they say? Mm -hmm. Like, it may not be the darkest yet. It's been pretty dark this year. Yeah. I hope it is. I hope it's over. Yeah. I hope it's getting better. It looks like some things are. Hope for the best and... Prepare for the worst. Prepare for the worst. Always be preparing for winter... Uh, and take inventory on these things. That would be the lesson number two. Lesson number three is adapt and be flexible. We talked about this in our highlights. We really had, we had specific goals and things we were planning to do this year. At the beginning of the year, we were like mapped out, here's what we're doing for 2020. Here's all the things we're doing, the events we have launched, the, the projects, all these things we are planning to do. And pretty much all of it went away. And then insert any crazy meme you've seen over the past eight exactly. months. Yeah, exactly. Throw the paper out. Gone. Yeah. All your plans that you had in your mind. I mean, we had so many people come in here who are friends that were speakers, full-time speakers, made mm-hmm. their living, made millions every year off of speaking in front of big events. Yeah. And they had to cancel their entire... Gone. Every speech, done. Zero. All their income, gone. Zero. For, the uns- uh, for a year, two years, yeah. three years, who knows? Yeah. The, the lesson is to adapt and be flexible. The ones who are not adaptive and flexible are the ones that start to slowly go backwards. And we, luckily, again, we shifted. You know, Matt and I really came together and we're like, what can we do to shift? How can we take action now? Not wait and see what happens. If this is what's going to happen, how do we take action now? So you've got to be willing to be flexible and adapt. And don't close yourself off. The one thing I remember mm-hmm. you did during that time, you reached out to your network. Yeah. What are you doing? Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's trade information. Collaborate. Collaborate. Discuss. I mean, I mean, I have to say that was really powerful to see you just reach out to your network. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, Head to Amazon and use promo code 20PureLeaf. That's promo code 20PureLeaf for 20% off. 
When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And, you know, obviously I was doing as much diligence as I could on my end, mm -hmm. um, but find out what others are doing and how you can actually handle a situation like this and adapt and grow from it for the positive. Yeah, you we, know? yeah, we, uh, you know, we had this office and we were planning everyone to be here and then we said, okay, everyone go home. So it was like, we invested in a space, yeah. everyone's home now. We weren't able to build the in-person culture that we wanted to after seven years of being virtual. We now hired, we had just hired someone and a weekend. One week. Boom. See ya. Go work from home. Yep. So it was hard to build the culture and the um, community and the connection virtually, mm -hmm. but we had to adapt and be flexible. We had to create other ways to do it. It's mm -hmm. not perfect but we're constantly trying to improve that. So that's something you gotta be thinking about always. And that's important in your life and relationships. You know, I had to adapt and be flexible in my relationship. It was a lot more challenging in certain ways uh, for personal relationships, things like that. So adapt and be flexible is number three. Number four, emotional agility and, and really embracing change because this kind of goes hand in hand with adapting flexible. We had Susan David on, I think three or four years ago, who wrote a book called Emotional Agility. And this is such a powerful skill set. I think if everyone had the superpower of emotional agility, we would all be better human beings. Mm -hmm. Because some of us are so reactive on our emotions. We don't have any agility. If someone triggers us, we react. We get offended, we get defensive. And that does not support our growth. This does not support people coming together. It's what hurts relationships. It's what causes harm in the world. So learning the ability of managing and being flexible with your emotions is key. Mm -hmm. Very hard to do when you're set in your ways. Very hard to do when you've yeah. had years of patterning. I, I don't have patience, right? For me, I usually don't have patience. And this year I had to learn to be patient even when I was like, this is madness. I've seen what? you more patient this year than I've ever seen you in the 15 plus years I've known you. It's so. I've, I've, been, I've, I've actually asked you a couple times this year, how are you continuing to show up with more patience? Like, what is the thing that you're doing in your mind? What's the game you're playing with yourself in your mind? Or is it just, you know, you've been sitting across the seat for so long, you know, three years ago, hearing about emotional agility mm -hmm. and things are triggered in, you know, this time. For me, it's been reaching out to a lot of mentors, therapists, coaches and saying, how do I do this? Why is this triggering me more? Mm -hmm. It's also bringing on people who are experts at this and just taking on one little thing. Like we had uh, uh, Edith Edgar on, who is one of the 
last Holocaust survivors talking about this. And I was like, how do you do, how do you be patient when it just seems like someone keeps getting frustrated with you and their level of ra- reason and rationality does not make sense? Mm. How do you stay patient with that? And she was like, just, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what she said, but she's like, just smile and act as if like, just know this is all gonna pass at some point, just smile and um, just be happy. It's just like these little things that I'm like, but this doesn't make sense. Learning to have new skills and develop new skills and yeah. just practicing it one day at a time yeah. and saying, okay, I didn't do as good as I wanted to do, what can I do better tomorrow? Yeah. And really making it a priority to learn emotional agility. It's gonna benefit your life and the people around you. It's not easy. It's not easy. This is hard. Because I know you and I have relied on each other for that emotional support, <laughs> even for stuff outside of the office, outside yeah. of our professional you know, careers. And I have to one. say, um, I think you and I have even shifted because back in the day, I think you and I got it, you know, it, you take, <laughs> take the, the Coach Stepsis, you know, yeah. uh, the fight that we got in. Like I immediately saw you get into a fight and I had your back. I was like, let's no. go. I didn't even, I didn't care what happened or what it yeah. was about. I was just like, no, I'm jumping in. And I think like you and I always react that way for each other as friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, no, I got your back. Don't, yeah, yeah they're wrong. They're bad and wrong. And I got your back, uh-huh. whatever you say. But I think we're helping each other Evolve. change the conversation and be more wise about situations. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, we're in our mid thirties now. You can't act like you're in your 20s and fight everything just because oh, it feels man. good to, I don't know, I know, fight it out. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to let them win. Well, I think you just got to understand the consequences of our lack of emotional agility. Yeah. When you hold on to something, when you harbor something, when you resist something emotionally, mm-hmm. when you get angry and resentful, it hurts you. It's not hurting the other person. It, it might be hurting the other person as well by causing more friction. So when we constantly live in a place of what's the type of life I want to create? What's my vision? What's my mission? How do I want to respond? What's the best version of myself? What would they do? And it's a matter of just reflecting on, okay, I was a one out of a 10 in that moment of my life. How can I be a little bit better? What could I do to respond Mm -hmm. with more love and empathy and compassion? So number four is emotional agility Mm -hmm. um, and making sure you are able to not suppress emotions when something tragic happens like COVID or loss or loss of a job or relationship breakup, not suppress emotions, process your emotions, but not be, not allow your emotions to overwhelm you so you can't be also productive after a period of time. Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to talk about. So that's number four. Number five, uh, deepen your personal and intimate relationships. I think The world dealt with a lot of loneliness, a lot of depression, a lot of mental health issues this year, and people are isolated. And a lot of breakups and marriages and relationships. And for me, that's a lack of intimacy. That's a lack of communication. That's a lack of creating boundaries as well in your personal relationships. And a lack of really deepening those personal and intimate relationships. And so for me, when a, world, a time where the world is more disconnected in terms of not seeing each other in person, more divisive in terms of conversations from the political side of things to everything else that was happening in the world, it caused a lot of unhealthy people, I feel like, mm-hmm. mentally and in relationships. So figuring out a way to deepen your personal relationships. And for me, you know, my girlfriend moved in. We had some ups and downs of just like, how do we manage this with the pandemic and all these different changes that are happening in our lives? 
and it it caused friction where we had to really like say, are we gonna go all in or are we gonna bounce out at different mm -hmm. times? And us both coming together and say, what do we do to deepen this intimacy? How do we really listen to each other and connect as opposed to fighting? That was a huge key for me that allowed me to have that kind of connection and deeper intimacy. So how did you feel about this? You know, it's interesting. I, this, this really hits me in the moment. Um, my wife reminded me of Summit of Greatness and uh, Ed Milette was on the stage and talking about how he doesn't go in, in his house after work yeah. and bring his phone in. And I feel like, especially right now, because everyone is at home, we're all, I mean, it's, we're in a consumption boom that we've never hit before. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything. I mean, there's a reason YouTube has taken off. Yeah. And I feel fortunate TikTok, that we're, we're giving, yeah, yeah, social media, everything is booming right now. But are we actually deepening our relationships with people, especially the ones that we're in the same house with? That's like, key. That is the most important. The people you're in the house with, those are the, the ones you need to be deep in your relationships. The people that you're spending the most time with on a daily basis, even your teams, the people you work with, use Zoom, connect on video, deepen those relationships. It's only going to support you as you continue to grow and move forward. So again, my wife just reminded me of that because mm -hmm. um, I'm always checking like at the end of my week, like what is my consumption? Is it up on my phone over a week or is it the same or down? Yeah. Hopefully it's the same or down because if right. I'm con continuing to be on my device more and more and more, mm -hmm. it's definitely going to take a toll on somebody else. For sure. And me, you know? So I think deepening your personal relationships, especially the intimate relationships in your life. Huge. I mean, I've got a three-year-old daughter. She's a sponge. Do I want her to grow up remembering me face down on my phone, you know, when I'm at home? No, you got to spend some time. You got to truly connect face to face and talk and communicate as humans have done for centuries. I think it's huge. And I think um, also getting clear on who your core personal like friends are, your who you really want in your family, beyond your family, like who are those close friends going to be in those relationships, deepen those relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's important is really go all in on those relationships. The sixth lesson is to be led by a mission that inspires you to pursue your vision. And someone messaged me this morning and saying, Lewis, what, excite, what, what gets you motivated to wake up every morning and be excited about life? And I was just like, my mission. I think when you're not clear on your mission or your vision, what you're working towards, you may not be excited to get up in the morning because you're like, oh, what am I doing? What's mm -hmm. my purpose? What's my mission? What am I, or what am I at least trying to do at this season of my life, these next six months or this year? Do I have any goals? What am I really valuing in my life? And so for me, we're, we're just really clear on our, our mission. And I'll just share our mission and our vision, which is our mission is to inspire humanity to live greater, love deeper, and leave a legacy. And our vision is to be the number one place to seek inspiration and make a positive impact on 100 million lives weekly. And we do that through our, our show. We do that through our books, our courses, our trainings, and things like that, our events and other media. But getting clear on that, and that's why we talk about people getting clear on their mission statement, whether it's a personal mission statement, a career mission statement, um, a business mission statement, whatever it may be, a relationship statement. Mm -hmm. What's your mission statement in the intimate relationship you're in right. with your family, with your health? Like getting clear on this, and we've developed practices for greatness coaching to, to walk you through all these things if you apply there. But this is really key, and it's, it's not hard for me to get up in the morning. Because we're clear. It's a true north. We gotta, you're we not gotta lost compass. without a true, true north. I mean, you're, you're going to get lost. 
Yeah, and it's I think it's important for you to create some core values for yourself, whether that's three, five, ten values. Just think about what are those values that I want to live by, mm-hmm. that I want to be in support of with my life. So being led by a mission that inspires you to pursue your vision. When if people lose a career, they lose um, a relationship, it's getting back to that, well, was this part of my mission or vision? If not, let me figure out what it is and start working towards it. Mm-hmm. And listen, this is our mission, but we've had this for eight years and we haven't accomplished the mission. We're getting closer, but we haven't accomplished it. So yeah. you don't have to look at this like, if I don't achieve my mission in a year or all my goals right away, it's okay. Mm-hmm. That's why it's important to have micro goals along the way. Right. Every month, every quarter, every year, think about how can you create goals that support your mission and your vision. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. Anything you want to add there? I mean, you said it. I mean, our, our mission is the thing that we're committed to daily, mm-hmm. you know, and our vision is where we want to be. It's in the future. It's like, what is that goal we're trying to hit? But our mission is our true north right now. So we never lose sight of that. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, in life, that's also something, I mean, it's that saying, you know, be on a mission, don't be a missionary. Mm. It allows you to also say no to the people in your life that may be pulling you away from your mission. Mm. It allows you to hold true to those core values, you know? What's a missionary? What's the difference between being on a mission and being a missionary? You know, um, sometimes when you're feeling like you're always doing something for somebody else, you're not, leave, you know, living for yourself, you got to live your personal mission. Mm-hmm. And, and, and find people that are aligning with your personal mission because otherwise you're going to become falling back into a missionary. You're not going to be living for yourself. You're going to be living for somebody else. I mean, for me, that's, that's definitely not the way and, and it's definitely not the way that uh, I think we teach our community. It's like wow. you've got to be committed to your personal mission and vision for your life. Mm-hmm. And Whether if you're doing w- it for other people, yeah. you're not going to be happy or fulfilled. Right. If you feel like someone else is dictating your life, you're not going to feel happier. And I feel like that's what being a missionary is versus being on a mission. Mm. So Yeah. And whether that's you're in our entrepreneurial community and you're launching something yourself, or that that's finding a team to be a part of that supports your personal mission. Right. That allows you to, to impact people in that specific way with your skill set, your talents. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, it, that's what it means. So that's number six. Be led by a mission that inspires you to pursue your vision. Number seven Build your team, mentors, and personal advisors. This is something I've been talking about personal advisory board for almost 13 years now. As I transitioned from football into life, actually, life after football, and was using LinkedIn, I started reaching out to personal advisors who became part of this board of personal advisors. I didn't have a company. I was just like, I need people who are talented who can help me in my life. And I think that could be mentors or it could be personal advisory board or just a team of people that you collect, whether it be friends and support of a team, whatever that might be for you. It could be family members as well, but finding a board of people to support you is huge. That's something I do in my personal life. That's something we do here at School of Greatness is trying to recruit and find great people to build our team. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important. You can't do everything alone. You can't try to have all the answers yourself doesn't mean everyone else is going to have the answers for you. Also, you've got to make your own decisions, but it's always good to have people who have been there, who have done that, that you can learn from. So finding those people to support you uh, will be key. That's number seven. Build your team, mentors, and personal advisory board. Number eight, keep an open mind and be compassionate. Do you want to talk about this one? I mean, look at this year. I mean, there's been so much that, ha- that has happened. 
Uh, I will say that, you know, I've definitely tried to keep our, our business and, you know, show on a true north that we're not going to be, you know, trying to get into the political conversation. But I think we've seen a very heated election. Man. And at the end of it, divisive isn't creating progress. Mm-mm. Compassion. We got to lead with compassion, lead with our hearts. So, you know, I, I think then you go into social justice and a long overdue conversation that actually had, had to be had in a big way this year and continue to be had. Um, I think it's pretty powerful. Um, and I think people do need to keep an open mind. There's something, there's another idea out there that you haven't created yet in your mm-hmm. mind. Be open to it. Yeah. Listen to it at the very least, mm-hmm. you know? I think be, and one of the things that we love doing is having people on from different perspectives and different backgrounds, different cultures, different ideologies, different philosophies, and asking questions and listening. And sometimes we get, you know, heat or negative comments sometimes because one person might have a belief. They might have 99 beliefs that are fit someone, but then they have one belief that doesn't fit a listener or a viewer of ours. And then they say, hey, you know, I didn't like this person that you had on because they have this one idea that doesn't resonate with me. And I think I can have compassion and empathy for those certain listeners who may not be as open to just listening to people and not saying what they're doing is right or wrong, good or bad, but just exploring and saying, okay, why are they thinking this way? Why do they have this belief? Why do they do these actions? So I think it's been powerful for us to bring on a a broad range of individuals with different ideas to just learn more. And that's something that we're gonna continue to do, is keep bringing on new people, different perspectives, to see what we can learn. And uh, it may not be popular all the time. It may not be, uh, it may be uncomfortable at times for some people, Mm -hmm. but I think it's powerful to at least have the conversations. Yeah, you talk about growth mindset and leaning into the things you're uncomfortable with, you know, whether it's you in your personal life or in your business. I mean, lean into those conversations, have those conversations. If you're not having those conversations, it's not gonna get any easier. Not gonna get easier. So be of growth mindset. Be willing to hear another person speak about something that you may not agree with. Yeah. I think it was cool. I mean, we, we learned a lot by having an open mind. You know, I wasn't aware of um, how big sex trafficking was in the world until we had Tim Ballard on. And he really kind of opened our eyes by just like yeah. asking questions and having different conversations. Again, it's something that I think a lot of people don't want to look at because it's really hard. Mm-hmm. But we, we had him on and that video did over a million views pretty quickly within a few days and expose people to a new idea that might be happening in their backyard. We think, ah, sex trafficking is happening in another country somewhere, but it's happening in the USA, it's happening in every country. And just being willing to have someone on to share information and statistics and how big this actually is, an idea like sex trafficking was powerful for our community to learn about that. Doing that with the, uh, you know, people from talking about social justice, we do this on education, a lot of different things we're trying to tap into to learn about and have an open mind about, mm-hmm. just so we can try to learn more about how we can be better. And I think that's really cool is having an open mind in your life when you're meeting new people who maybe don't have the same background, that don't look like you, that aren't, that don't talk like you, being open-minded about people that you meet in your life uh, and really being compassionate for people. And I've always noticed you've always had a curious mind on yeah. many, many, many topics. And you know me, sometimes I'll just focus on, you know, you look at my Audible, it's like a lot of business books. And I think the podcast has been incredible for me to also just tap into like just the abundance of what right. you can talk about in, in, in 
you know, have different conversations about in life. You know, it's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just focusing just on business, just relationships, just on health and fitness and wellness. It's on all things. So I think your curious mind is always, um, I mean, a testament to you has always been really powerful for me to see you be willing to have conversations. I mean, I definitely didn't want to lean into having a conversation or talk about sex trafficking. I got a three-year-old right. daughter. It's something that terrifies me. So I closed myself off mm. to even thinking about it until you had Tim on the, on the show. It was really powerful for me to see because I think mm -hmm. it's an incredibly powerful movement. It's definitely educational that we all have right. to be open to be learning about what's going on out there, even if it's you know pain and suffering and you know un discomfortable to have those conversations. Yeah. yeah. So. So have an open mind. Uh, be compassionate towards people's lives that are different than you. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're going to understand everyone, but trying to put yourself in their shoes and having some compassion from their point of view. It's always going to be better. Mm -hmm. Number nine and number 10. Number nine is, man, we went through a lot of stress this year, a lot of loss and stress and heartache and challenges. And I think one of the key solutions is to be positive. So that's mm -hmm. number nine, the big lesson that being negative during a time of uncertainty is not going to help you. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this, assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash L-E-W-I-S. I just don't know. That's a good solution. That's not a good solution. Being positive will make you feel better, will make the people around you feel better, will make you feel happier. We make better decisions from a place of love and positivity than a place of fear and anger and stress. We do. So be positive, it's hard. And I'm not saying you have to be this fake positive person every day when something tragic happens. That's not, that's not real, that's not authentic. Mm -hmm. Feel the range of emotions. Go through what you need to go through. Grieve, 
be frustrated, be angry, be upset, be hurt, be sad. That's okay. It's all good things to feel, but then lean back into your mission. Okay, how could I take a step forward? And maybe it's going to take a few days or a couple of weeks for you to process certain things. We're all different. I get it. But do our best to be positive. Do our best to be grateful. Even in the worst of times, what can you find that's something to be grateful for? How could, how could you be grateful in a moment of extreme pain if you had to be? Mm-hmm. It's, it's even shift in language, Lewis. I mean, yeah. we talk about it, you know, with some of our team and ourselves, you know. It's like, oh, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. What do you tell me? Oh, you don't have to do it. You, you get, get to, to do it. it. Yeah. And then go beyond that. You don't just get to do it. You're you blessed to do it. You're blessed to do it because. Right. Because you have, uh, you know, a place to go to work right now when 30 million people are unemployed. Because mm. your body is healthy. You, you get, you're blessed to go work out today because a lot of people can't go work out today. Yeah. You're blessed to do certain things uh, because we have so many opportunities. But sometimes we can lose sight of our perspective on life or just see the challenges or the overwhelm is so, uh, so all-consuming that it's hard to take a breath and see how good we have it sometimes, mm-hmm. even when it's stressed, even when things aren't going well, even when we're scared about the business, like there's always something good mm-hmm. in the challenge. Yeah, It's a practice to find gratitude and be positive mm-hmm. during those times. It's not about being inauthentic and faking it. It's about saying, okay, I had a really challenging day. Everything went wrong. Yeah. But if I had to be grateful for something, what would I be grateful for? Yeah. If there was something, if I was forced to find gratitude, what would I be grateful for? Then we start to look at things with a different perspective. And that's all I'm trying to say. It's the practice. You said it right there. It's the practice. Practice being positive. I mean, Monday team calls. What do we start? Top of the call. Everybody shares. What are you grateful for? It's a practice. And sometimes it's hard to find what you're grateful for. How many years have we, we've been doing Monday team calls and sharing what we're grateful for for Years. years. Years and years and years. It's a practice. It's not a, oh, I'm positive this month and next month I don't need to be. Yep. We do this all the time, what you're grateful for. So practice it, practice positivity and gratitude. And the 10th one, the big, the 10th lesson of 2020, which uh, <laughs> was a crazy year for so many people, is to incorporate play. You know, there were so many days where we felt overcommitted, overworked, stressed out, we're, we've mm-hmm. got to adapt, we've got to shift, we've got to be flexible, we're hiring, we're letting go of people, we're uh, trying to launch a new products. We got family challenges, you know, health concerns, fear, media overwhelm, there's all these things, I get it, responsibilities, all these things, and one of the best things you can do is take a 10 minutes to have fun and, and play. Mm-hmm. I have a scooter, the scooter pretty much like saved our year the year of the scooter because we would stop in the middle of the day for 10 minutes and play little games with the scooter to try to scoot around the op- to try to scoot around the office and literally just be like a kid for 10 minutes and say we're going to scoot around and see if we can get out here get around the whole office without taking a step and make a little obstacle course just silly little things make a game out of it be a kid that that incorporate play and I'm telling you it lifts your spirits it lifts your positivity it lifts your energy when things seem unbearable or stressful or overwhelming with home or work or, or health, whatever it may be, play. You've done it to me for 15 know, years, 16 how many years? years, 16 years. Play. You would run into my dorm when I was studying and ah. go, 
Let's stop studying. It's stop time studying. to play. Let's, have fun. <laughs> Let's go do something. And still to this day, I you know whether it's throw the frisbee, the little scooter game around our you know studio here, it definitely supports you know you coming back to the thing you were working on, or it supports you know you coming back to the thing that you were struggling with. Like just it it breaks it up. I mean, I remember when when COVID hit, you did a couple what Instagram dance parties with people. Dance parties. We just turn the music on and you'd go live on Instagram and just do a couple dance parties. Yeah, it true. just breaks it up. It just does something to break up the energy and support you with gaining momentum again. Exactly. And I think life without play is not a meaningful life. That's why you probably, with your daughter, you guys are playing all the time. When you go home, it's just like play night. It's the most beautiful thing to see your kid play and just make play out of nothing. Nothing. Sometimes she'll just be talking to herself in her mind about... Like, I can't even make two cents of it, but it's the cutest thing because she's just having so much fun. She's creating joy for herself in a moment. Out of nothing. Out of nothing. Out of a string, out of a little ball, out of something. Right. Putting a cup on your head and acting like you're a different person. Like, bring back that childlike curiosity that you have Mm. and cultivate more play in your life. I think, again, positivity and play go kind of hand in hand. They're different. A positive mindset in times of stress is powerful play is really healing in mm-hmm. a lot of sense. It's helpful for your health. It's healing for your body, your mind. And, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be all work, stress, and overwhelm feeling. You can make it a lot more fun if you incorporate play. Even if you feel like you've got a lot of work to do, you can still have fun with it. Everything you do could be fun. Mm-hmm. Imagine, even the most mundane, boring, uh, most challenging things that you could do throughout your day. You could make them fun if you choose. You could put on music and listen if you needed to. Mm-hmm. You could create a game with it. You could uh, time yourself and see how fast you can complete something. You can do all these little things to make your day be playful, even if it's not exactly where you want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on the journey to where you want to be, you could still have a lot of fun in that process. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Play all out. Play all out. That's the tagline of our coaching program, Greatness Coaching. Again, if you want to have, if you've got big goals, big dreams, and you want to accomplish those goals for this next year and beyond, then go to lewishouse.com slash coaching and apply if you feel like you're the right fit for this. Because every month you're going to have an accountability coach to support you on those 30 days of what you want to accomplish and holding you accountable. You're going to have a mini mastermind every month that you'll meet with for a team to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You'll have teachings and trainings from me. We'll have a couple live events. It's going to be a powerful experience for a year-long experience. So I highly recommend you go there. If you're looking to take your business and your life to the next level, go to lewishouse.com coaching and invest in the accountability, the play, the team, the coach that you need mm-hmm. to support you in your goals for next year. Play all out is the key. These are the big lessons for the year, top 10 lessons and 10 highlights of our year here at School of Greatness. It definitely hasn't been easy, but it's been worth it. We've we've grown, we've developed new skills, we've had to shed old habits. We're still not perfect and still learning and growing and optimizing. And I think that's the beauty of, of life. Every year when we do this, we think about how much we have grown, and yet there's so much more to grow into mm-hmm. every year. Always. 2021 is going to be, we said 2020 was going to be our biggest year ever. And in a lot of ways it was. 
and how we could develop and grow. It was one of the hardest years ever, but I think we as a team stepped up and said, how are we going to thrive during this time and focus on the mission even more, which is serving people. How do we show up for others? Mm-hmm. Make sure we take care of ourselves so we can show up for others more. And be on a mission. Be on a mission. Maniac on a mission. And 2021 is, we have big plans. We got some big goals, big plans. And who knows what's in store? It could be the smoothest, easiest year, or it could be even more challenging. We don't know. But what I do know is we're prepared for anything. We're ready to take on the challenge. We're excited. We have a positive mindset. We're going to have fun no matter mm-hmm. what. Even if, it's, fun. even if it's challenging, we're going to do our best to have fun. It could be the darkest dark, and we are going to have fun. We're going to do our best. <laughs> we're going to do our we best. We are going to have fun in our minds, fun. in our hearts. That's it. That's all you can do. Can't take that away. I mean, Dr. Edith, I mean, come on. That was She's great. probably the most powerful episode yeah. I've heard. Talking about, school of talking about how she thrived in the Holocaust. I mean, no one's really thriving, but how she chose to, she had compassion for the guards who were killing uh, her family. Gives me the goosebumps. That's crazy. Incredible. How can you have compassion for someone who killed your parents mm. and essentially imprisoning you for over a year and treating you like less than animals? So for me, if someone like her can learn during the darkest time, and find play and fun in a concentration camp when you don't know if you're gonna die the next day. Right. That is, that's another level. I don't know if another I'm there level. yet, but it's, uh, it's another level of- Growing every day. Learning and compassion and, and growth. So yeah. 2020, we appreciate you for the lessons you've given us. We are grateful for coming out of this stronger and hopefully more skilled and prepared for future winters to come. We, uh, we, we had some great relationships. We had some great times, some great content. This community on the School of Greatness has grown tremendously. I'm grateful for all of you who decided to come here and show up and listen or watch and, and educate yourself for how you can become better. Mm-hmm. I think that's been a beautiful thing is the community stepping up, you know, just seeing your emails, seeing your messages on social media. We really appreciate your engagement, your your continual support. So we read those every Monday on our team call. We together. read those, yeah. So if you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, leave us a comment below if you enjoyed this. Uh, share a little comment. Subscribe on YouTube. Also uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a review. You know those reviews really help us with our team. They help our show grow. So every time you click the subscribe button and you leave a review, it helps reach more people and build this community stronger so we have a happier, healthier world together. So if that's something that you're up to, then we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a rating and review over on Apple as well. Other than that, any final words, Matt? I just acknowledge you for honestly being a big kid and coming with a curious mind. Yeah, having fun. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to watch you ask those questions with anybody who's sitting across the table. I mean, it's really powerful. So I acknowledge you for being a big kid and just wearing your heart on your sleeve being you, being true to who you are, growing every day, yeah. pushing me, pushing this team, pushing <laughs> the world to be better every day. Yeah. My brother. 
Thank you again so much for being a part of this community and for listening to this top 10 lessons and highlights of 2020. You've been a big part of this movement over the last year, and many of you have been with us for eight years as we're about to come up on eight-year anniversary. You've been here during the ups and the downs. You've been learning and growing just like I have been. You've listened to some incredible guests truly open up and reveal their biggest secrets, their biggest strategies, stories, and open their heart to you. a massive way and I hope these stories and conversations have inspired you to take action in your life have given you tools to optimize and grow on a daily basis in your health and your relationships and your finances your career your dreams and just your overall mental health and that's what I've realized that a lot of people need more support on all levels of life and we cannot do this thing alone it's a very lonely life if we try to do it alone that's why the importance of having fun and being positive and building great people around you is so essential and key so thank you for being on this journey this year and reflecting with us and with myself as it hasn't been easy but it's definitely been worth it and you can believe we have some incredible things coming for 2021 big goals, big dreams, big plans to serve you at a higher level. So stay tuned and make sure you subscribe over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a rating and review because every time you leave a rating or review, it helps us reach more people. And our mission is to really serve and inspire more people. So if you're on the same mission, you want to help more people grow and improve, then feel free to subscribe and leave us a rating and review as that'll truly help us attract more big guests so that you can learn from them and bring more people in the community so you have more support as well. And if you want weekly inspirational text messages from me sent to your phone, then text the word podcast right now to 614-350-3960 to stay up to date to that. I get so many messages from people saying that my text messages to them every week are truly what they needed to see and hear in that moment. So make sure you text the word podcast to 614-350-3960 to get on my texting list. And I'll leave you with this quote from Albert Einstein who says, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And if no one has told you lately, you are a miracle. Just being here in this world, being alive at this specific moment, in this time, on this planet, in this earth, in this year, you're a miracle for being here, for making it here, for everything you've had to overcome to get here. It's powerful. And if no one has reminded you lately, you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And I'm very grateful for you and for showing up for yourself and for being here for this community on the School of Greatness. And I can't wait to see what we create together going into the new year. As always, my friends, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.